Hallo, hallo, hallo. Andrew, say something, What's going on? Oh, yeah, we're good. I think the vocals look fantastic. Um, like we had me put some headphones. He's gonna get some headphones. What are you looking at? Quit looking at porn. I'm not looking at porn. You're probably looking at Reddit, which is pretty much practically porn. No, that would be Twitter, and I'm looking at Twitter. Oh, so it is porn. No, it's not porn. You submitted that Twitter was porn. Twitter is porn. It really is. That's why I uninstalled it. So it's just I don't. I think Twitter's cancer. Twitter is for porn. Twitter is for porn. Oh, straight up it is, dude. I don't I don't have Twitter. I got rid of all my social media. Everything is dead. I don't blame you. It's Avenue Q said it best. The internet's for porn. Ooh. Avenue Q? Yeah, no, no, the internet is for porn. For porn. Man. No, there's a uh, there's an old uh Oh, there's an old band, uh, or it's, I can't remember their TV show a lot, but it was called Avenue Q, and they used, like, Muppets, but they would always do, like, really adult content with Muppets, and so was also it, did wasn't a, the Muppets originally adult content to it begin was, with? It was, um, oh my goodness, what was it Wait. called again? Sex and Violence. It was called Sex and Violence. What was? The Muppets. Oh. They were on the SNL, and the SNL crew hated them. Uh, there was, what was the song? Yeah, sure. Mellow Yellow, man. There was uh, there was two songs at Avenue Q that really stood out from everybody, and it was uh, the internet is for porn. I've and heard that. Everyone is, a, everybody's is a little bit porn. racist. Porn. Oh yeah, never heard that one. Yeah, it's really yeah. funny. I still like. You should kill yourself. <laughs> that oh, that was from uh, that was from some guy he called Mind Flame. The the Death Knight song. Yeah, he yes. got rid of that video a long time ago. Oh, did he really? Yeah, very sensitive subject, and it's like uh, maybe I shouldn't be having a song about that, even though it's satire, even though people are going to like. Take it seriously because it's the internet, so you know that's a bad idea. <laughs> Speaking of taking it seriously, nobody takes it seriously. What the hell was that? What the fucking what? What is your problem, sir? <laughs> it sounded like a constipated cow. <laughs> I think your food. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. My rice cooker is going off just as we're starting the podcast. I didn't know so you started your rice. We're very professional. I'm making spaghetti. 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 I just hate spaghetti. Did you really? Yeah. I made a steak, and then I have pork chops. I made spaghetti. Spaghetti. We spaghetti. are mana drone. By spaghetti, do you mean um, Ma- Ma- sp- spaghettios? No. <laughs> I think it is. Don't lie to me. It's not spaghetti. I got a picture <laughs> with the Franks. Spaghettio with the Franks. Mana drone <laughs> sponsored by spaghetti. Yeah, spaghetti. I, t- I took a picture. The best a man can well, actually get. Actually, looked really good. Goddamn <laughs> 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 it! You know Gillette spaghetti. Yeah. Oh yeah. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I get you. I get what you're saying. I'm old. My jokes are old. Leave me alone. There you go. Your birthday is like two days away. My birthday is tomorrow. Oh, you're shit. That's snake. right. Oh, that's right. It is the second. No, actually, no. Today is the first, it says. Yeah, today's the first. So, day after tomorrow. Oh, my birthday. I have to go back to work on my birthday? What the yeah. hell is up with that? The Damn. third. You said your birthday's Ooh. the third. Well, the Ooh. third The third. I am getting, uh, what is that game? Xeno Gear Saga? Xeno Blades. Xeno Blade Saga? Yes. Three. Yeah, you bought the one on the Switch before it goes up in price because Sup- the physical edition is becoming very Sup- rare. Supposedly the physical copy that's becoming rare. I've never played a Xenoblade game. I don't know how good they are. Supposedly they're oh, like it's 100 got, hours long. Oh, it's, it's a long game. They're a long game. They're a fun game, but they're a long game. Just like Persona 5 Royal Edition. Uh, my friend's like, I hope you have 80 hours. I'm like, oh, that's right. I forgot like, all about that. I, I only put... Four hours into Tales of Arise? How long of a game is that? That I don't know. I honestly do not know. I heard know. that game's pretty big. 
It's pretty big. My friend has it. Huh. Yeah. But anyway, ch- for Christmas, what'd y'all get for Christmas? For games? No. I didn't get anything. Uh, I mean, I mean, aside I got what? you a game. Well, yeah, you bought me what, Remnant from the Ashes. Yeah. 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 I did. Yeah. I put. I put like an hour and a half into that so far, and then. Life. I, I, I know I fell down a Guild Wars rabbit hole, which I guess I get my rant out of the way. Do it now. Okay, so, okay deep breath. Deep breath. <laughs> so it has nothing to do with Arena Net. It's actually Guild Wars and their shitty ass community on Tarnish Coast, the fucking server that I used oh to be on. I, I, I told myself this year, 2023, that I would be done with Guild Wars, right? So today I started deleting my characters and purging my account of all my items and giving stuff away for free. Yeah. And I was called a cuck, a faggot, a liptard, a loser. <laughs> Why? Saying that I was because because the, the the user base thinks that the reason I'm giving my stuff away is because I have problems with, with my quote unquote girlfriend, which I don't date. I don't have any interest what? in that shit. They're saying that I'm a loser and a fucking faggot because wow. I'm giving stuff away for free. Yes. What? Okay. Like I was literally running up to like new new players and being like, "Here's 50 gold," just sending it, not saying anything, and then being like, "Who wants legendaries?" I'm in the middle of Divinity's Reach. Four let four precursors. Who wants them for free? Why are you giving them away for free? I'm moving on to other games. I got a billion single player games I need to play. I got Diablo coming out. I'm done with this game. I don't want to delete my account without giving all this stuff away. Bam! Just instant <coughs> fucking hate from the really? entire goddamn community. That's weird. I don't, so, I don't get it. So fuck ArenaNet and fuck Guild Wars 2 and its toxic fucking community. I'm done with it. Can I have your shit? It, it's half gone. God damn it. Mm-hmm. Are you I still playing it? No, I, I was, I was going to... I have like one friend I know who plays it a lot too. Oh, okay. I, I, I was going to say like... I, I, have I thought like, you were done. I have given away two precursors and 2,000 gold within the last two hours. Holy and I've shit. got 2,000 more gold to give away. Give me, give me, give me. I don't know. I don't have your account. I thought you did. Uh-huh. No. Remember, you switched to Blackgate or something like that when we... I was. Oh, on I'm not on your server anymore anyway. No, no, I'm no, Tarnished no. Coast. Yeah, oh, he's Tarnished Coast. Yeah, oh, I'm, I'm on Tarnished Coast. Yeah. Well, I'm saying I'm on Blackgate. That's Remember, the only I reason the I'm on Tarnished Coast Gate. is because I was on there with you, and then the guild that I have is awesome, but I find myself logging in and just doing World v. World for no reason whatsoever and just to kill out. people. Yeah. And I just kept thinking all last year, why? What's the point? Single players are more. Or single player games are more gratifying. Yeah. Well, I'm not just that. They're, they're, you get a good there's story. A, there's, there's a, a fantastic sense of com- story. Yeah, yeah. There's a sense of completion because you actually beat the game. MMOs, well, yeah. there's no end. I don't have time for this shit anymore. No, like yeah. I, I've seriously looked at myself like only on Tuesdays now on reset day for Destiny. That's all I'm doing is like I'll, I'll play with a few of my friends because yeah. lately it's just been me and I'm like I'll do Gambit. Right. Okay. I'm bored. Already right, damn bit. Okay, I'm gonna do some crucible. Done with crucible. Oh, do some strikes, and it's just like rinse and repeat. And yep. I'm just like, I'm over this. This is not fun yep. anymore for me. I just find Guild Wars. Play with friends, I, I I can have Even fun. Even playing with friends, I just find it a massive waste of my time. The problem with Guild Wars anymore, and like this is actually something that's been happening a lot with the community. They've been pretty pissed at Anna because they've kind of ruined a lot of the storytelling and a lot of the writing. Even though this new expansion pack coming out, people aren't really particularly looking forward to it. The hype behind it's already kind of dead. Oh, is it really? Sure. Yeah. No. Like people were really excited for the classes and the class changes and then like it just immediately died the hype was just gone instantly because it's just like okay you showed us the class changes now what oh and now they've just been radio silent basically about everything as far as i'm aware so there's like no <laughs> this chair keeps making weird noises i know i hear it exactly. so it's like it's like there's not really any I'll hype now behind the new expansion pack happening so people are kind of just still waiting to see what's going to happen and it's just like all right and now what and so people are just kind of like done with you know, Guild Wars 2 right now. Yeah. 
And so to give you an idea of how dead Guild Wars 2 is at this point, and this is a real shame, even though this is hilarious, uh, basically, botters are no longer supporting the game. Wait, that's, what? That's how you know it's no longer Yes, uh, people, gold farmers are profitable. no... Yeah, gold farmers are no longer farming gold in Guild Wars 2 to sell it back to the community because yeah. there's not enough community to buy it. So these gold farmers are just sitting on this massive stock and nobody's playing it. So they've stopped having these bots running. And now players are having a hard time getting anything. And this is a huge issue with like even just how the foundations of the game has been built. They're like, oh, well, if you want to build this legendary, you need like 25,000 wood. And it's like, okay, how is one player supposed to really get 25? It, 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 I have made three legendaries and each time it takes me roughly a year yeah and the thing is is that i'm not like, kidding it takes yeah, me a year it takes for, i'm not surprised. it takes for fucking ever unless you're watching buy the materials from other yeah. players which takes a lot of money and money is not easy to come by really and so the issue is is that now that bots are gone people have already been buying out the auction house of items because there's just not enough to go around because yep. bots aren't farming it anymore yep so it's now one of these things where now Ana is kind of under fire again because it's like okay are you going to help your player base? Your player base wants to play the game, but they literally can't because you have this massive grind that no one person is realistically going to complete unless they spend a ton of time on the game. Yeah. And it's just not fun at this point. Yep. So I think one of the biggest issues right now, Anna is really coming under like uh, fire about, is like, how are you going to make this next expansion pack more accessible for people who literally don't want to spend a year making a single legendary yep. or a year trying to farm this shit? Like, it, it needs to it like when I say a year I'm talking during my work days I maybe would grind for two hours a day yeah and still, then for weekends I'd fucking do it for 10 but you still gotta think about that if you took 30 days and you're farming for two hours every day that's what 60 hours a month yeah, good like, god like you gotta think about how much time that is over the span of half a year or uh -huh. a year and that's a lot of time and the thing is well, six our, times that's six times six that's 360 six hours. hours yeah so you gotta think about the fact that if you even did that for six months and that was one legend that's 360 hours and like that's a lot of time to be spending just to passively farm something 16 32 that's like two and a quarter work weeks yeah good god that's a lot of time that's a lot of freaking time yeah and that's not fun really no. if you think about it especially when the activity well, for, for me so what i normally would do is when i played guild wars i would put youtube on the background and i'd go through my youtube feed and just passively watch videos yeah but it's still this idea that, That's, like, yeah. it's still the idea that like, if you compare that to other MMOs, other MMOs have a lot of engagement metrics, but none of them are nearly as grindy or bullshit to deal with, unless it's, like, a Korean-style MMO. Sure. Like, with, like I said, with Final Fantasy XIV, it's like, okay, well, I got my stuff done for the day. Okay, I can log off and go play other games. They actively, the uh, the developers of Final Fantasy XIV actively encourage you to say, hey, we have side content for you to go do. However, we'd like you to be able to go play other games and go enjoy other things because that's what we think you should be able to do. And we want you to be able to do that. We want that, you to have a life outside of our game. That's one of the reasons why people are got pissed at World of Warcraft so much. That's one of the reasons why Blizzard's trying to change things with the new expansion pack that I'm still probably not going to play. But there's been a lot of people that have been getting after them because it's like your engagement metrics for these games are stupid because you're wanting people to engage endlessly with these games and get nothing out of it. And it's just not fun to deal with yeah. like it's nice if people want to have those grinds and you should have those grinds in there but they should be optional for people who want to do that they shouldn't be this thing where like it's mandatory to do these grinds for every single player because it's just not uh it's just not you know supportable like you just can't support it like you know eventually people are gonna burn out and just go play other games or just get done with sure it. like, i mean even even guild wars 2's like login daily thing for like their daily thing for the two gold yeah takes like an hour to get yeah it takes like an hour 
It's just like, wow. That's... I, I have better things to do. Yeah. I have other games. The big thing is I have other games. Yeah. I have a metric well, fuck I, ton I look of at myself like an idiot. I'm like, I'm paying for a game pass, and I'm not using Me it. Me either. How stupid am I? I need to finish High on so Life. I, I love that game. So, like, and here's something that's like, it's driving me up a wall. I've been using the Game Pass the past two days. Do you want to know what game is screwing up constantly when I use the cloud? What's up? Tunic. Why? Weird. I don't know. It literally will glitch out on me constantly when I use the cloud. I'm like, oh, man. Hmm. Weird, because I just played, um, was it Back for Blood with my one friend hmm. using the cloud? No problem. I played Battlefield 1. And Battlefield 4 with the cloud, no problem. And I'm like, oh, okay, maybe something was weird. Go back to Tunic again. Boom. It. I literally had to go use the bathroom. Mm. And then I was like, oh, I'll grab a pop. Sat down, and my screen is like, it's the game's frozen. Hmm. And I'm like, it's all like... Your Xbox is plugged in, right? Like wired? Yeah. It's not wireless? Yeah. In terms of Wi-Fi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're good. Just, we're good. Just wondering, like, connection speed. Mm. We're, we're running a mm. one gigabyte per second connection not, no, I know. not not like 100 megabytes we're running a one gig yeah i know 1000 megabytes a but second what i'm just saying though is like every time i i'm playing tunic and that's why i'm not having a lot of fun with tunic right now mm. i finally installed it i said screw yeah, this i saw I'm, you playing it last week or, yeah, yeah i i really like it i it reminds me kind of like a um legend of zelda like the old style like super nintendo style of legend of zelda sure meets kind of like um dark almost like somewhat dark soulsy because if you die like your little spirit and all your stuff, that all the currency that you had. Oh right, you have to go back for your corpse or whatever, or, or, your or spirit, at least, or at least your, your loot. Yeah. Your, yeah, yeah. Tunic was one of the games I actually got for Christmas. I haven't finished it yet. I'm probably about seventy percent way through the game so far. It's really good though. No, I, honestly, got true. Like, if I would have played this, I think this would have been on my list. See, Maddie Allen, I think um, a lot of people the, said that Tunic was robbed, and now that I've played through the game quite a bit, I could definitely see where people have. Okay. Like, Hear me out. When you went into the windmill, did you honestly think what I thought was going to happen? That that thing was a boss. I really yeah, thought he was a I, boss. I, I actually, with that part of the game, I was actually like a half a second from just turning the fuck around. I saw that come out. I was like, I know. Nope, nope. I started turning the fuck around and started running away. And then I saw the items appear. I was like, wait, what? Yeah. And then I ran up to the oh, items. It's like, wait, this yes, is a fucking there is this shopkeeper. Gi- there is this gigantic, like, ghost-like skeleton fox. Okay. And when the when you see it, it goes, oh damn, that's gonna be a boss. And I'm like, I don't think I'm ready yet. And then all of a sudden, I was like, ah, screw, it, I'll go. And then he just does this. His he opens, he turns his hands to the side, and then there's product. And yeah. I'm like, it's a shopkeeper. Yeah, it, it's, it's a shopkeeper. I was yeah, like, you, it's one of the you, fucking funny like. It's one of the weirdest shopkeepers I've ever seen in a video game. In like a good way, it was a really refreshing pace to see that. But it makes me wonder if there's a big lore reason behind that. So I'm actually interested in that. But Tunic so far has one of the coolest like progression systems I've seen in a game so far in terms of how it handles its world, and I'm really happy about that. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm guessing the game is about to get really fucking crazy after where I'm at right now in the game, so I'm waiting to see what's going to happen. Again, I don't want to get a... a I think I'm halfway done. I don't want to give a full reveal, uh, like, review or anything of the game yet, because I always like to finish a game uh, before I actually really look at it in depth. Um, I've beaten three bosses so far game's been oh it's it's pretty fun the, the only thing i don't like about the game is that i feel like the combat in the game is kind of a massive waste of time yes and that's <laughs> been like the only part well, of it i have my enjoyed. only biggest complaint is is that like i literally had a brain fart at the beginning area where i'm like i i need to get a sword and i can't get the sword 
and there's all these trees, and then all of a sudden I realized by purely by accident when I did a roll, the one guy sliced a tree, and I'm like, oh, I can use them. You're not supposed to, though. You don't have to. You can do that, but it's there's a lot of different achievements for this game, and there's a lot of different ways that you can tackle this game without okay. without really doing it. You do not have to use the guy for that. There is a way to get the sword without doing that. Really? Yes. Okay. See, like I was like trying to like figure out some things, and my one friend's like, "Oh, I let the sword, the guys with the sword just cut up all the trees for me." And I'm yeah, like, there's Wait, a lot. Of, there's a lot of really cool interactions in this game that are very, very specific. That unless you are looking for it or know it's there, you might miss it. But the basic gist of this game so far is that from the outside looking in, it basically looks like a Legend of Zelda clone, and that's what effectively it is. It's a game that's taking its Think of the one from the Super Nintendo. Yeah, only the, like, the, only kind of 3D though, right? It's, it's 3D. Yeah, it's 3D. Yeah. yeah, the game is gorgeous. I won't ever knock this game's art style. The game is gorgeous. But the thing that this game does that's really cool is that you know, like the old game pamphlets you would get with video games that you would look through, sure, and yeah. there'd be like art and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, in this game, what happens is that if you collect pages with inside of the world itself, it adds to this little pamphlet you have. Like this little It's really booklet. cool. I really like it. But mm. the instruction booklet is a literal instruction booklet, and the instruction booklet will actually give you hints mm -hmm. at things you're supposed to do. And the huh. cool thing about this is that there are things that you will not know that you can do in the game mm -hmm. until you get the instruction booklets, but you could have done it at any time. Huh. So it's so, not, so getting those pages aren't like unlocking new abilities. It's not like unlocking new abilities because you always have the abilities. Right. It's just that you're probably not gonna have the knowledge unless you have seen the game beforehand that you can do these things. So if you play through a second time, you're just going to destroy this game? So if you go through the game a second time, it's going to allow you to probably sequence break a lot of things, but I think mm. that's fully intentional, and sure. I think the developers want you to do that for a second playthrough, and I'm wondering if it's actually going to lead to more secrets and such like that. So I'm I'm really interested to see where this game is going to go with that. Mm. Because I think the game definitely has like a lot of uh, promise. Yeah. The only thing, like I said, for me so far that has been bad is that the the boss fights that I've done so far, uh, the second boss fight was actually terrible. Like, it was absolute ass. I hated it. it the was... first boss fight was just the big guy with the sword. Yeah, but that was a It's a tutorial boss, so it was Okay, whatever. yeah, but and then what was the... the but the, the thing is, is that you do not have to fight these bosses in order, so I'm not going to, like, spoil it, but the third boss fight I fought was actually phenomenal, and it's like, why couldn't most of the fights in this game be like that? But yeah, otherwise the game is beautiful, has great graphics. I can't wait to actually review this game. I'm probably gonna have it done by next week because I spent other. By it's other about time. like at least six hours or eight hours in this game. Uh, probably yeah. I'm wondering if there's gonna be more about it. I'm again, I'm not going to be surprised if the game turns a complete like 180 in terms of its like direction where you think it's going, and it's gonna start fucking with the player a little bit. So I'm honestly waiting for it to take a very meta sense, hmm. but we'll see what happens. Like a very meta turn, so we'll see what happens. Otherwise, though, uh, the other games I did play was a game called Moonlighter, which is a really, a really fun game. What's that about? Um, have you ever heard of a game called uh, Reseteer? Um, I heard of it. I've never played it. Uh -uh. So the idea behind Moonlighter, and this was really cool, and I'll actually go into the review of this if nobody else has a game to talk about right now. Uh, Moonlighter was a game that was gifted to me for Christmas, and the idea is that you are in this dungeon, and you go through this dungeon, it gives you a very small tutorial, then you get your ass kicked in a supposed to lose fight, you get kicked out of the dungeon, and as far as everybody knows what's going on in this town is that there has been just these 
portals that have opened up and they have led to different dungeons and the dungeons are endless the dungeons are random the dungeons just have all these phenomenal like treasures and stuff inside of them but hmm. the thing is is that people have not been able to complete the full dungeon and what ends up happening is that if people are going into these areas and they're dying they're getting spit out of the dungeons before they die and they're not sure what's going on but there have been people who have died in the dungeons as well so it's kind of one of these things that's really dangerous so you are in this town that used to get its fame from the dungeon mm-hmm. but then people were getting it was getting too dangerous so they shut off the dungeon so the town's like popularity is dying but you are a shopkeeper at a local shop known as the moonlighter and so the whole idea is that you go into the dungeon and you get these relics and these artifacts you come out of the dungeon and you sell the yeah. artifacts and relics to people and then you use that money to buy upgrades so you can actually be more prepared to go further into uh, the dungeon okay. so it's kind of like a shopkeeper slash dungeon crawler yeah. and the dungeons are procedurally ge- generated there's a lot of like hidden treasures and stuff that reminds me of that one guy from Sora Online who is the shopkeeper with the axe yeah, that's a good way of thinking about it. When you start out in the game, you're, you're using a broom as a weapon, but you quickly get a sword and shield. There's a lot of different weapons that you can use. There's like four or five, I believe. It's a Let's see. There's spears, there's sword and shield, there's great sword, there's fists, and then there's bow and arrow. So yeah, there's five different weapons that you can use. Um, there's different armors you can get as well. So there's like different ways to tailor your playstyle about how you like to build your character a little bit. It's not too crazy on the customization. Um, but where the real meat of the potato of the game is, is that it's supposed to be this uh, feedback loop of you go into the dungeon, you get some progress. If you need, if you die, you lose everything. So oh. what the game gives you is a trinket that allows you to return back to town by using some gold. Basically, everything in the game costs money to do. <laughs> so it's this idea that you need to make sure you have enough money to buy potions and resources to go into the dungeon. Then you need to make sure you're more uh, that you're you know able to clear rooms in the dungeon to get enough profit out of the rooms that you need to then return to town to then sell your items for profit to then go back further into the dungeon. So it's uh, and every time you re-enter a dungeon, the resets. enemies and everything resets. Okay. Everything resets. Right. So the idea is that you eventually want to be able to get to a point where you can just run from the first room to the boss room, and then you have four different dungeons. So mm-hmm. the idea is that you have like a four, like you have like a cave, uh, cave, forest, desert, and tech dungeons. Hmm. And so yeah, you want to get stronger for each dungeon that you're going into. You don't have to do all four back to back. Obviously, you only have to do like the forest. Like it'll be three full dungeons that you yeah. go through, and then it'll spit you out, and then you can go to the next dungeon if that makes sense. Are the bosses the same every time? Like no. based on which dungeon you have, are they the same in each dungeon? So and when you complete us, so let's just say dungeons have like three floors. So when you complete a floor, there'll be a mini boss. Okay. And then the second floor will have a mini boss, and the third floor will have an actual boss yeah. boss. And so the big bosses are different for every dungeon. They're all unique, which was a really cool aspect I liked about the game. Every every dungeon or each type of dungeon? Like if you go to a tech dungeon five times, do you get the same boss every time you're gonna get the same mini boss every time and you're gonna get the same massive boss at the end every yeah. time but you only fight the massive boss once oh and then one after that there's a challenge room for you to get and gather more items huh. so yeah you only get to fight the massive bosses once uh then there was a dlc for the game that i have gotten that unlocks a fifth dungeon so i'm starting to complete that right now i'm gonna try to finish that but i will say the best part about this game is the like progression like feedback you get because sure. like, you do feel immediate power and like um, reward when you complete dungeons because the mm. thing is is that it also has like a day and night cycle so how it goes is that let's just say you go into the dungeon at night you finish a dungeon then you come back to town and then it's daytime so then you can put all your stuff on sale inside of your shop yeah and the thing is is that you have to actively work with like with the customers as well so you have to adjust each price of an item so if you find this can of soda you have to price it yeah so if you put this can of soda 
on the shelf for 2,000 gold, somebody's going to just go like, yeah, fuck that, and they're not going to buy your product. Right. If you put the gold, if you put it too cheaply, then people are going to buy it, and then you're losing money on it. Right. So you want to find the median to where people will actually buy it, be happy with it, and content with the prices, and then you'll actually make profit, and not so low that you're just giving it away for free, practically, and then not so high that they get pissed off and don't want to buy that item anymore. Right. Which you can easily do if you're not careful. So that's part of the uh, like real cool aspect of the game. And then there's also the idea that the inventory management is like you get 20 inventory slots. Items can stack in your inventory, mm. but part of the challenge of the inventory is that you might get cursed items that are like, well, this item can only exist on the right side of your bag. So you have to put that in your right side of your bag in order to carry it with you. And then you <laughs> also and so there's a lot of actual like thought and feedback that goes into the idea of like, okay, well, is this even worth carrying? Do I really want to carry this relic with me or do I want to just throw it away? So that's kind of the idea is that, well, I could carry four of these items in my inventory or I can carry the one. The one is the same value as the four, so I might want to just throw away the cursed one and then take the four with me. So there's that really cool like mini game within a game of inventory management and making sure that you're going to get out alive. And so that's been one of the things I've really enjoyed about it. Right. It actually sounds kind of interesting, though. Because, again, this is the year, I think, of, like, me and Josh kind of both said something like, this is the year of single-player games for us this year. Yeah, so this was one of those games that my friends bought for me, and I was very pleasantly surprised by it. The The only thing I can say about the game is that I do think it gets a little too samey at some points, and this is one of the reasons why I don't like Well, I mean, if you get only have four different dungeon types... You only have four different dungeon types, but so, like, the idea is that one of the main weapons that I used in the game was the fists. Hmm. I was like, okay, I'll use the fists. They're very short range, they hit three times in very quick succession, but they do a pretty decent amount of damage. The thing is, though, is I didn't realize that these are the most powerful weapons of the game, easily. The other problem is, too, is that when you get to a new dungeon, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to upgrade my weapons. And then once you upgrade your weapons, you've kind of matched the power level of that dungeon. So let's just say the fist in the first dungeon will three-shot, like, a basic enemy, right? Yeah. So now you go to the next dungeon, and those same fists that you have are now going to, like, seven or eight-shot an enemy. So you're kind of weak. But as soon as you upgrade them, now you're going back to three-shotting enemies again. But is there any instance where you, you're you in one dungeon, fists are working great, and then you get in another dungeon, you're like, oh, I need the bow for this one? You, there are a lot of enemies that kind of encourage that, but I have found that I can brute force most of the enemies oh, with okay. that. So it doesn't, is, is that just a matter of being overpowered? I think that's more of a matter of not kind of being overpowered per se, but I also think that weapons, like, generally I'm good with those weapons, and I'm good at dodge rolling out of, like, combat oh, anyway. okay. So it's one of those things that the combat allows me to get away with playing that aggressively. Yeah. And so I'm able to just do it. Maybe other players are like, I don't like the limited range. I want to use a bow. Or they're like, well, I like hit and run play style. So I use the great sword so I can hit once for a big massive amount of damage, then run out of the way. So there's different play styles that people might be able to enjoy that. But for me, I found the fists to be pretty comfortably broken through most of the game. Um, then the other aspect I didn't like about it is that there's basically two progression paths for weapons. The raw damage one, and then the other one will debuff. Hmm. So, the debuff path was for fists, and this is one of the reasons why I got away with it too. The first one doesn't do anything, it's just raw damage, but it kind of gives like a speed boost if I remember correctly. Mm. The next one adds stun element to your weapons. Nice. So, when I got to the second dungeon, it's like, okay, I'm going to try out the stun fists, and then they, I just decimated the second dungeon easily mm. with those fists, because I stunned everything. The second boss also was not immune to stun. So oh. literally, I got to the second boss, and I stunned it once, and then it's like, okay, I'm just going to keep hitting you. 
and then I stunned it again, and then I stunned it again, and then I stunned it again. So I just couldn't fight back. It couldn't fight back. Uh. I, I took it from 100 to zero because all I was doing was punching it with those with those gloves. Yeah. And then the thing was, I wish they could have kept using those because they broke the game. But then the idea with the progression system is that eventually those weapons are going to do so little damage to the higher level enemies that they're not worth using anymore. Right. So then I was like, okay, well, I kind of liked the you know the debuff path for the weapon. What does the next one give me? Burn element. It's like okay, oh. well that adds dot damage, yeah. but like. I'm now not doing as much damage as I would be with the raw fists. Okay, so what does the stun element do? Well, what's the last one do? The last one is just a lightning element, which is basically another dot. And it's <laughs> just like, okay, well, I'm doing less damage still than the raw fists, and I'm just putting on a pitiful dot, so why do I care? So, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things that once I actually, like, figured out that, like, the debuff path is okay for, like, weapons like the bow when you can shoot something from a distance, and then, like, do the dot damage if you're having a hard time hitting it, which sure. I, had, I did have to do a few times, but it's like, the raw damage of the fists just carried me through the whole game. Can you only use one weapon at a time in a dungeon? So you can use two weapons at a time. So, so you, can, you can switch between the bow and the fists? Yes, yeah, so you can switch between them. So okay. that's what I did. There's a button dedicated to switching between the two weapons. Ah, uh, okay. Now, the thing about it is that in theory, you can carry five... You can carry as many weapons on you as you want. The thing is, is that you only can have two equipped to, at the time. The thing right. is, is that when you're in combat, you can no longer open your bag. Ah. So you can't just oh, I have to use the sword, I want to use the sword and shield for this enemy because I know it's here now. Yeah. If you enter that room and you get locked in that room, you can't open your inventory. Oh, even if you're not in combat. Even if you're not in combat, oh. because you're in combat in that room. The room will not let you bring up your inventory if you're in a room with it. Yeah. So huh. that's kind of a limitation that you have. So you need to think about, like, that's part of the risk-reward. It's like, well, okay, if I'm low on HP, do I want to try another room or do I want to return to town? Because if you die, you lose everything. Right. Except for five items. The way that your backpack works is that you have five slots that are kind of like you hold onto these items, but everything below that, if you die, you lose it. Huh. So if you were to have equipment in that slot below there, you lose it. Yeah. If you have something very valuable valuable in that spot, you lose it. So it's probably better if you think you're going to die to return to town and then come back when you're a little bit stronger. Sure. And again, that's part of the feedback loop. Lots of item item management. Yeah, it seems. but the thing is, is that most people, like most of the time, item management in video games is bullshit. Item management literally adds nothing to a video game. Like we were just talking sure. about Guild Wars 2. Cool, you what need 20. about Resident Evil 2? The Resident Evil games are built on item management being part of the experience. Ah. So it's supposed to add to the survival horror element to it. Yeah. And being blindsided in those games is part of that. Because it's like, okay, well, I don't know what I need. I'm going to carry a first aid spray on me. Mm. But then you might realize you need to carry six items on you. And so now the terror is, I don't have a healing item on me. Yeah. This sucks, and yeah. that adds tense, like that adds a tense atmosphere to the game because of that. So again, that's where item in inventory management is built into the game to be part of the challenge. Right now, we go to a game like Guild Wars Two, where it's like Diablo. okay, well, <laughs> or Diablo, yeah. Diablo is a big one. Yeah. But Guild Wars Two specifically, oh, you need twenty five thousand logs. Cool. Well, your inventory can hold two hundred fifty. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you. That's fucking stupid. That well, is my just... my inventory can hold two hundred fifty, but yet I have twenty bag slots with twenty bags. A piece. Yes. 20 slot bags a piece. I have a billion spaces. Yes. I'm good. <laughs> yeah, but, like, the thing is, though, is that you couldn't... Th in theory, if you were to try to hold every item in your inventory at the yeah, same Impossible. Time, in fucking possible. So, therefore, now this is a point where inventory management is fucking bullshit. Yeah. Because it adds nothing to the game. It's just tedious. And yep. It's just... It's a waste of your fucking time. So, in most games, inventory and management is just a fucking waste of time because the game is not built around that limitation. Sure. It's just a very thoughtless fucking thing put into the game. Games like Subnautica. 
okay, we'll go out and scavenge resources and then come back to your base. But now if you go out and scavenge and your inventory gets full, well, now you need to stop everything you're fucking doing to go back to the base to then put shit back into your base to then go out to gather the more resources and then do the same fucking thing again. The, the, there's not much tense or, like, like there's not much, like, intensity around uh, I think that game that you bought me is also the same way, Remnant, yeah. from the Ashes. I think that has a similar situation with the inventory management. Yeah. I it, think you can only carry two guns or something like that. No, I'm, I'm talking like there's resources and I don't know a lot about the game yet. I've got like maybe an hour into it, but there's like resources to upgrade things. Yes, there yeah. is, yes. But it's like it's the same thing like in a lot of looter games like in Diablo like you're talking about. Yeah. It's like, cool, you have a very limited inventory management, like inventory slot, so what do you bring back? I might bring back this because I think it's worth more, but I don't know for certain. I might need this charm, but I'm not sure if I want to hang on to it because it does take up three slots. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, so it's one of those <laughs> things that the inventory management in that game is just kind of fucking boring yeah. because it doesn't add to the experience. It's whatsoever. more of an annoyance. It's more of an annoyance. And in most games, inventory management is an annoyance. But right. in a game like Moonlighter, it's part of that system. The idea is that you are supposed to take the risk reward system and it's supposed to be like that so a good example is if i find a very expensive item in the dungeon i obviously am going to take that with me right but then something people might not realize is that they're like okay well this one item is worth five thousand gold i'm going to take this back so i can sell it but it might stack into a stack of five but it's also rare so you might only find one or you could find an item that stacks to 10 but they sell for 800 each mm. or you know eight, they would sell for you know the equivalent of eight thousand gold. Right, so right, you right. Would make more money Selling those ten stack that stack of ten than you would this one. Yeah. So again, that's part of the inventory management. That's part of the risk reward system. That's part of this. Do I want this item or do I want to drop it so I can carry more of another item? And again, that's part of that idea of you're a shopkeeper. You need to make money, so you want to bring back as much resources as you can to make money. Yeah. Is there an encumbered element to this too, or no? No. So okay. there's not like if you carry, no weight limit. Yeah, there's no weight limit. Okay. So it's not like if you carried 50 heavy items, you're. I, yeah, thank goodness. Because that's another thing that sucks about inventory management. <laughs> yeah, like in a games like, like Elder Scrolls. Yeah, Elder Scrolls. Yeah, like these games, they're not built around inventory management. The whole the whole idea is that the game punishes you for having too much like shit in your inventory. Yeah. But then all it does is just like, okay, I'm just gonna quick travel to my base and then drop shit off and then go back to where I was anyway. I'm going to quick travel to my house, drop off all these cheese wedge wedges and then go back for more. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Just because. Just because. But it adds nothing no. to the fucking game. Right. It absolutely adds nothing to the game. So yeah. again, it's really nice and refreshing to see a game like this where the inventory management is added like it's an added part of the experience you need to do it and you need to engage with that to make money so you can continue to go deeper into these dungeons yeah and you really do need to do it you do need to upgrade your gear i can imagine that you could kill a lot of these bosses and enemies without upgrading your gear but it's not going to be pleasant and then the other thing is too uh, is that these dungeons are timed but the game doesn't tell you that Wait, for real? So the thing is, is that if you go into a dungeon and you start taking too much time, you're going to get this notification on your map that there's something in the dungeon with you. And mm. basically what ends up happening is that eventually it's going to spawn this big enemy that you cannot hurt and damage, and it will kill you very quickly. If so you Mr. To... X? Basically, it's Mr. X. <laughs> so it's one of those things that you might think, like a good example to myself, I was like, well, I'm just going to keep using the stun fists. But then once I got to a dungeon, I started realizing I'm taking a lot more time clearing it because I'm not doing the damage I need to do to kill enemies fast. Sure. I saw this thing spawn, and I'm like, nope, I'm fucking running. And then at that point, I realized, okay, I need to actually upgrade my gear. Even though I can skill through this, it's eventually going to bite me in the ass if I keep running. Even though you know you can do it, it's still not beneficial. It's not beneficial, yeah. it's gonna, and it takes more time, and the game does not want you to take your time. Now, the game does not punish you for being like in a pause menu. It's not like if you're trying to figure out the inventory management that all of a sudden this thing is going to spawn. Uh, I do think that that would have been a, like, a really cool element 
because it's like, oh, now you're being punished. Like, now you got to think. Like, yeah. now it's not just so much as like, well, I can sit here and think and be like, okay, well, actually, I should do this and then do this. And then now all of a sudden it would add this tense element of like, oh, shit, okay, this is valuable. I want to take this with me. Shit, I need to hurry. I need to hurry. I need to hurry. I need to hurry. I need yep. to hurry. Like, that would have been like a really cool. You hear element. that song in the background? X going to give it to you. Yeah, you're like, yeah, oh, God. Like, it would have been a really cool element if the game would have had that. I do think that that's something that they could have added. I don't think it's necessary, though. Again, I think... There's no mods for this or anything right now? Not that I know of. They just had DLC, so I'm not sure what the DLC area is going to be like, and I can't wait to get to it. But I did beat the main campaign for the game, and I loved the story because it was really funny because you actually get an answer to what these dungeons are and why you're in there Mm. and what's going on, and it's really funny. So, and I'm going to spoil this because I don't think people are going to... Well, eh, you know, if you're going to play the game, you know, you can skip ahead, but... Yeah, skip ahead like two minutes. Yeah, skip ahead like two minutes. So eventually you end up realizing is that you get all four dungeons beat, you get the key to the final dungeon, you go into the final dungeon, and you basically figure out that the final dungeon is a portal to like a spaceship. And Mm. and what's going on is that these people that were trying to uh, create this technology to make these portals, these portals are portals not to a dungeon, but to different realms. Ah. And they're going and they're stealing shit from these realms and they're coming back through the portals so that they can take all the riches for themselves. So they're all pirates. They've been space- Interdimensional space pirates. Yes, they're interdimensional space so pirates. So treasure planet. So effectively what you've been doing this whole time without realizing it because you're in a small like backwards village that thinks that this is all magical. Mm. You, they th- you think you've been going to this dungeon that's underground and then the dungeon that's living and it's a breathing entity underground. Spoiler, spoiler, spoiler. Yeah. And it actually figures out you've been using space pirate portals. And it actually huh. figures out that, yes, you have been stealing from different planets all this time. Oh. <laughs> so it's really funny that you come to this realization. And basically the intergalactic police come to you being like, yeah, you guys have been stealing from everybody. Uh, we need to figure out where the fuck everybody is now because we're going to arrest everybody on this planet for being thieves. And then right as they're about to do this, you're still in the final dungeon and you actually kill the space pirate leader himself. And then the people, the intergalactic police is like, okay, well, we should arrest all of you. But you kind of did our job for us. Uh, <laughs> That's nice. We're going to let you go this time. We're so you play as the bad guy, but you killed the bigger bad guy, so therefore the, you're free to go. Yeah, so you're free to go. Yeah. And I did not see that coming. So you're the anti-hero then. You're, you're, well, you don't realize that. Everybody in your dungeon, like, if you've seen something like Main Abyss or like any MMO game, like, you think you're just going I was thinking, to... what's the anime? Was this written by M. Night Shyamalan? What a twist. Well, I mean, it's actually a good twist, because I th- a lot of people like myself are thinking that, like, oh, this is a magical, mystical realm with an ever-growing, ever-living, breathing dungeon, and I'm what going into What the hell's it. the name of that anime? <sighs> what anime? Dude's got a hat, wears a red coat, he's, like, ripped, but he's, like, it's, like, super anime. Uh, what the hell am I thinking of? I don't know. A red coat? Not, not Seven Deadly Sins. Full Metal Alchemist? No. He's got a red coat? It's, it's got a video game series to it. What the hell is the name of that? That's going to drive me nuts. Describe it. Go. Describe more I, of it. I, I can't because I just know what the guy looks like. He's got black hair, kind of big eyes, wears a red coat. He's kind of ripped, I think. Hmm. Does he know. have guns? A demon something, maybe? I don't know. Demon Slayer I, is the guy who's wearing green. No, yeah, no, it's... It's got a new game coming out, like, very, very shortly. Some, like, RPG. One Piece? Is it One Piece? No. Is it kind of like One Piece? What, wait, it, he has the straw hat? No, it's not like straw hat. No, I thought he had, like, a white hat or something. I don't no. know. I've barely ever seen these. But aren't they, like, a group of people that are, like, trying to fight up? But aren't they pirates fighting yes, other pirates? Yes, they are pirates. It's One Piece. Okay, that, talking about that's One Piece. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, but it's not one. It's not like One Piece. Because the idea behind this game is that it's supposed to be taking this I don't time. watch anime people. Right. But it's supposed to be this idea that everybody in this whole world thinks that there's an organic, living, breathing, like 
mystical dungeon underneath him, and it actually turns out this whole time that it subverts your expectations by making you think that it is what it is. Yeah. And then you come to figure out that, no, you've actually been stealing from different planets this whole time, and you're kind of a bad guy without realizing you're a bad guy. It's like, right. oops. But the thing is, is that how can you blame anybody on your planet? Nobody on your planet really knew what was right. going on. The pirates yeah. hid themselves away here. You find this one day, and you and everybody has no idea what the fuck's going on. Yeah. So it's kind of one of those things, and it's really funny, because I thought it was going to go for the living dungeon. But no, it turns out you're stealing shit from different planets, and I thought that was really funny. It's a nice twist. Yeah, it's a nice twist. It was hilarious when I found that out, and like I started, I was playing, I was like, oh, shit. Oh, we're in trouble. Oops. And then it's like, well, you did kill the pirate leader, so you know what? If it were up to me, I'd wipe all of your memories, but that's a bad idea. We've done this before with other planets. That planet kind of never actually recovered from this, so we're not going to do that to you guys. Oops. Mm. Uh, but we'll tell you what. We'll allowed you into the intergalactic like trading scene, so you guys are now actually connected with the rest of the like the rest of the intergalactic like space travel system. So it actually opened your planet up. And then one of the things I thought that was a really funny twist is that now that I've started the DLC, I've only started it for like five minutes because I wanted to play it. Is that now when you go through the dungeon, like the town and everything like that, the whole town has been like your typical like. I wouldn't say, like, it's like your kind of, like, medieval level fantasy, like, aesthetic. But okay. now that you have joined the Intergalactic like, Trade Federations, there's a lot more tech and stuff sure. in town right now. So yeah. I thought that was, like, a really nice touch. Like, it's a really cute, like, artistic touch that it's like, hey, guess what? These people actually kind of, like, you know, are no longer living their bumpkin they, life. Would you, would you say it's, is it a big upgrade? I'm thinking, like, Final Fantasy IX to Final Fantasy X. Uh... That's a decent way of putting it. The technology is a bit more advanced that they're starting to show in the game now. Uh. But that is a good way of thinking about, like, oh, all of a sudden, you know, people have been living inside of, like, you know, just, like, uh, regular, like, log cabins. But now you have a log cabin with a freezer and a space heater and an air conditioner. Uh, And you have, like, laser signs that are, like, pointing to, like, where things go now. And so, like, it was one of those things that, like, the aesthetics of the upgrade was really fucking cool. Sure. I really liked that because it really showed that the developers took a lot of time to be like, well, the blacksmith now would no longer be just using a forge. He would be using, like, a, 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 like, a technical forge that, like, uses, like, radioactive power to light, uh, heat the metal or whatever, not yeah. just, like, a fire forge. So it was really, like, funny to kind of see that. And again, it, the developers put a lot of care to this game. The sprite work in this game is great. The actual sprite details in every enemy is great. Like, I don't think that there's really any area that kind of cut corners on here. So much so that even the weapons you wave around, they could have just bitched out like a lot of games are doing. But like, oh, you're using fists. You're just going to punch. And there's no actual, like, model to the fists. But no, they actually went and did the extra mile to model and make sure that every fist had, like, its own sprite work. And it was all very well done. So I really enjoyed the extra mile they went through with the sprite work in this game. It's really well done. The music is actually nice and charming where it needs to be. I think that the dungeons, some of them can be kind of like, eh. The boss music is kind of like, eh. And I think that those are two places they could step it up a little bit. But the music is nice where it needs to be nice. Like, the shop the shop in the town has just, like, this really homey atmosphere to it. It's really <laughs> well done. And so, yeah, I definitely think this game is an easy recommend for me. Nice. Just, just do What's it how- called again? Moonlighter. Okay, so for some reason, I get that game. I've seen like the the cover art or something for it, and I always get that mixed up with Hyper Light Drifter. 
just because they sound similar. That's the only you, reason. You, you, I could mistake. I could easily see people mistaking the two games just because of the art styles. Mm. Uh, they're not super similar, but they are both pixelated style games. So if you're less looking at it, from I'm like just a thinking glance. Moon Lighter, Hyper oh, light, light Drifter. Yeah, that's I, that's why I get them mixed up. The I names are too, have yeah. both light in it. You know? Yeah, but, but I could definitely see that. Yeah, the game is a definite recommend for me. It's been a lot of fun. It's very easy to get into. It's very easy to let yourself get sucked into it. The shopping element to the game is fun. Being a shopkeeper is fun. Going into the dungeons, they're fun. A little bit samey, but again, it's fun. It's not super deep. I wish that if the developers were to go back and try something like this again, they would try to make even more complexities to it. Again, I don't know what the DLC adds to it. But a game like Reseteer leans way more into the shop side of things. Mm. And it did have a dungeon crawling aspect to it, but it was terrible. And most people hated it because of that. Or hated that aspect of the game because it's just not very fun or interesting. As opposed to this game where... There, it's definitely you can tell there's a lot more love put into both of those areas yeah and they wanted it to be better it's kind of like how uh, everybody in you know Harvest Moon wanted there to be like combat elements to the game but it's all just farming mm. and then we had a game like um, oh, what's it called everybody loves this game but the farming game um, it's all on Steam it's not uh... <laughs> I, was, I was gonna say Farmville that's not that's not no. it I, Stardew Valley? Stardew Valley, thank you. I, yeah. I love Stardew so, Valley. So Star, it's so, so addicting. A of, so, a good exa- so a good example of Stardew Valley, where Stardew Valley is like, well, okay, well, we want you to have the farming aspect, but we want to add combat to it. But the combat in that game is genuinely also pretty shit. It's not very deep. It's not very enjoyable. It's not very interesting. It's Moon a mini- Lighter or Call to the Lamb? What do you like more? Oh, God, that's tough. I really have to say that I would probably... I don't know. The problem is that Cult of the Lamb... And have you Moonlight. played enough Moonlighter to actually make a decision like that? So, I have gone to the credits of both games. Oh, okay. So, if I had to go on a hunch... If I had to go by... I would probably say Cult of the Lamb, but I also think that's because it's a newer game and they have a bit more time under the belt. I mm. think the combat in Cult of the Lamb is a little bit more fun and snappy. Uh, Moonlighter's combat is a bit sluggish and slow, but when you play it, it makes sense. It's not like it's bad. It's just not as fast-paced as a game like uh, Cult of the Lamb. And yeah. a game like Cult of the Lamb isn't nearly as fast as a game like Hades. It's not, ah. that the, it's not that the combat is slower in a bad way. It's just that the game speeds of the, both of the games are different. Yeah, sure. So I would definitely say I like Cult of the Lamb more because Cult of the Lamb is trying to... It's taking a different approach to it, but they're both very similar games now that you mention it. It's just that Cult of the Lamb isn't focused on shop selling. It's more focused on your town and maintaining your town, yeah. maintaining your, uh, you know, your cult. Yeah. And Moonlighter is more about maintaining your shop and upgrading your shop and upgrading your town and then upgrading your, like, everything so you can continue to go into harder dungeons. Sure. So it's definitely one of those things there's a lot of comparisons to be taken between the, both of the games. Absolutely, I think you should pick up both. I think they're both worth your time and they're both worth your money. <laughs> definitely. Uh, the both, I think Moonlighter's done with getting updates at this point, though. Ah. So this DLC I'm about to play, I think, is like the last DLC the game's going to get. I think the game is just finished after this, which is fine. I think the game right at this point is in a comfortable area to stop. Yeah. I do want to see how the DLC does for the game, though. I'm very, very excited, so I will come back and mention that a little bit more. Uh, is the DLC new? For Moonlighter? Yeah. Oh, I don't when, did, like, that's not something they're currently working on. No, it's not something they're currently working on. It's okay. been out. I don't know when the game came out. I don't know when this DLC came out. Mm. But as opposed to Cult of the Lamb, like, even just three days ago, they've already been like, we're working on something new and special. So we know Cult of the Lamb is getting updates now. Nice. Um, especially considering the fact that I don't, I didn't go into spoiler details because Joseph was here for the last review. Right. 
But the thing with Cult of the Lamb is that when you beat the game, uh, and this is going to be a little bit of spoiler for this as well, when you beat the game, you basically fight the final boss, mm. uh, who was the one who was trying to get you to go out to start the cult in his name. And the thing is, is that you have a choice of killing him or indoctrinating him into your cult. Damn. So you get to indoctrinate an old god or kill him for your cult. So does that mean you're technically more powerful than this god that you're going to indoctrinate? Yes. Wow, okay. Because you now use the cult's power that you have generated yeah. to beat him. Uh, okay. So that's why you're more powerful, because you're using the power of the cult to overwhelm him. Yeah. So that is where uh, Cult of the Lamb kind of goes. But then the thing is, at the final boss, you have a choice. You either kill him, yeah. and I don't know what you get for killing him, or you indoctrinate him. And the thing about this cult member is that he's immortal. So how the hell do you kill him? I mean, you kill him as when he's the old god, but when you indoctrinate him, he becomes a mortal. Oh, okay. So the thing is, that's interesting about that. It's like, uh, isn't that kind of kind of fucking break the game? But the thing is, is that right now at the deal, like the area where Cult of the Lamb is, you get him, you unlock him, but then that's basically all there is to do. Oh. So once you beat the game, there's not much to do after that. So we know the DLC's coming up. Mm. So it's going to be interesting in my area to say, like, how does he break this game? Because there was one thing immediately I realized. It's like, well, if he's immortal. I'm just going to give him the amulet that never lets him sleep. Huh. So he's never going to sleep. He's yeah. always going to be working and doing something. Sure. Always. Yeah. So it's like, that's kind of a little good yeah. to have a follower. So I'm wondering where Cult of the Lamb is going to go with this DLC, because I definitely think that Cult of the Lamb is... And I wouldn't say that the game's not finished, but it definitely needs more. I feel like the developers didn't finish the game. Uh... Not in a way that, like, oh, the game's unfinished because you're playing it, but, yeah. like, you can tell they finished it, and then they're like, okay, we have so much more we want to add to this, we're going to add more later. This isn't done. Good. Like, I feel like that's where the developers were with Cult of the Lamb. It's like, okay, we finished the main campaign, we finished it, there's more we want to do, we have so many ideas, we can't not continue to add on DLC. We have to do this. And so, I'm really hoping that the DLC for Cult of the Lamb is really good because I want to play more of it. I want to completely like replay the game again when the DLC comes out because I want to see how it changes the game. Well, plus you said you wanted to play a tyrant, right? I want to try playing a tyrant and yeah. I want to see how that works. I'm going to try treating everybody in the cult like assholes. I'm going to kill the final boss instead of indoctrinating him. I'm going to have... Yeah, I'm going to have two different play styles for both playthroughs and I really can't wait to see how that changes the game Yeah, because I think it's going to be pretty interesting. Uh, from like a gameplay perspective, but we'll see. I don't know. I, again, I'm very interested. Cult of the Lamb, I definitely think has a lot more gas in the tank for yeah. it to be continue going, as opposed to like I said with Moonlighter. I think it was, it's a very, it's a very good game, but I think the developers are pretty happy with where it ended. It didn't need DLC. I don't think it really needed the DLC that came out, but I'm yeah. glad that it's getting more attention and more love. I definitely do think that a genre like Moonlighter can get better iterations in the future. I definitely think that there are. There is, a, there is a point to where these types of games, because I don't know what you would call these types of merchant games, because there are more of them popping up where you play as a merchant, but they're, hmm. they, they, just playing that aspect of the game itself can be fun, but people want more. Yeah. Like, Reseteer was the first one, and then Moonlighter came along, so I definitely do think that, like, for the merchant combat game, I don't know what the hell we're going to call this. There Could is, you imagine playing a merchant combat game where you're the fat dude from Resident Evil uh, 6 or 7? Uh, Eight. Yeah. The big dude. Oh, yeah. Just walking around punching people. That guy's huge. He's huge. But the thing about it is that, like... What are you buying? Uh, what are you buying? 
but I definitely want to see games like this get more love. Now that I've actually played a game like this, because I never played Recetier or any games where you get to really play the shopkeeper, mm. I love this. It's very addicting and fun, and I definitely want to see a game with more complexities inside of its combat and, you know, its dungeon systems and its gear progression systems, but still having that idea of working with the town and selling things. Because even like Cult of the Lamb shows, well, if you add things like personalities to these members of the cult, mm. like, oh, they like this or they don't like this or they have, you know, bad or good reputation with you because of this. Like, now, if a game like Moonlighter had bad or good reputation with people in the town or people coming and visiting your town, it would add more complexities to that. And I think that yeah. that's... There, these games have so much area to grow. I want to see this genre done more, and I want to see people progress on these ideas because there's a lot of unlocked potential here that I don't think we've gotten in these games yet, as opposed to a game like Diablo. Like, yeah, we have games like Diablo, then Diablo 2, then Diablo 4 coming out, or Diablo 3, but it's like they're just kind of natural progressions on those systems. Yeah, the big but, difference with 4 from what I've seen is there's an open world area with world bosses. That's yeah, the big difference. That's the big difference, but the thing is that there's And not, you get a horse, right. but it's Diablo. You know, what you're, you know what to expect. You know what to expect, but the thing is that there's not going to be something huge and grandiose that's going to happen with the next game. Nah. That's going to just shake the foundations that we know of these types yeah. of games. But I definitely think that with these merchant games, again, there's just so much untapped potential mm. because you could have a very deep and involved combat system with a very deep and involved merchanting system with a deeper uh, system of, uh, you know, again, like I said, reputation with the town's folks and then the town building aspect of it yourself because the game makes it sound like where you're going to upgrade your shop and everything like that. And it's like, oh man, I want to upgrade everything. But it's a very linear progression system. But it's like, man, imagine if there was just more choices. <laughs> Do you imagine choices. a town in Hades as you're playing as like Zagreus <laughs> and doing the shopkeeper stuff in 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 Hades? Yeah, but like again, it would be kind of cool. Like again, there's there like you can start to add this into any game. Imagine doing that in Diablo. Now imagine in Diablo, even though now imagine having a limited inventory system being like a feature that you need to actually think of now mm. and bringing back items and eventually you need to sell those items and it's not just as simple as selling it to some shopkeeper. Now imagine if you had an item like a, a system like that in Diablo. Like sure. it opens a whole other element to the game. And now don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that these games need this because some people are going to go to the merchanting aspect of these games and say, I hate it. I don't like having to do this. It's a waste of my time. It's slow. It's, it's dumb. I just want to do combat and nothing but combat so it's not for everybody. yeah see i don't know necessarily that i would like this because i'm more of a point me in the direction of a dungeon let me destroy everything give me my loot and let me go on to the next thing right but it also does actually like add an element to a game that you might not have done before so right, i think right. that you might i may actually, or may not like it i don't know yeah and I, I definitely do think that if you want to buy i think it's like five bucks on steam right now mm. oh okay so it's really not cheap bad. that's it's not on, a bad price it's on sale right now it's like 85 percent off mm. josh bought it go buy this game you're doing yourself a disservice by not playing it in my opinion again it's definitely a recommend for me i love this game if you guys tried it yourself i think you would love it as well it's a very simple but very easy game to get into it's a lot of fun so uh, josh is looking up right I'm now i'm looking up steam right now if this thing will load correctly yeah, I think it'll load uh yep just moonlighter
No, I just been playing until dawn. And P.S. My I'm playing. <laughs> Moonlighter like, is four bucks. Four bucks, eighty percent <laughs> off. Yeah. And I think the DLC with it is like an additional dollar. So yeah, when did it Cheap. come out? The the DLC or just the game? It's 2019. So 2019 was when it's got a last update. So yeah, this game. It has been done for a few years now, as opposed to Cult of the Lamb, like I said, which is a newer title, which is still getting more updates. So, again, I definitely think hey. this, this game is good. 39 cents for the freaking soundtrack. Yeah. Oh, no, 139. But still, oh. that's nothing. That's still nothing. Yeah, no, it's 39 cents. I can see it from here. Well, oh, it wait, says no. Between Dimensions, oh, and then oh, yeah. it says Original. Okay, so yeah, it would be it would be a dollar like seventy eight for both DLC's music. So, yeah. Yeah, I definitely. They have like a pack, so the complete edition is four dollars and eighty four cents. Yeah, definitely go buy it. It's (laughs) it's definitely worth your time. Click it, add in my cart. I'll (laughs) just leave it there. Okay. Yeah, that works for me. I'll try it out. So yeah. No, I've just been playing until dawn, and I'm trying to play as terrible as possible of just like how many people can die, and how much of a like they can drop like flies, and they can. Like, is there anybody in that game that you can't let die? I don't know. Like, can, I literally can you, can just start. You? I just started playing it, and I watched like. I, I'm not gonna lie. I watched like part one and part two of Markiplier playing it originally, yeah. just to see how it is. I'm like, is this worth me buying this game? So I watched it, and I was like, then I'll, I'll like I'll add to my cart and just give it a try. I like it. So like I'm just trying to see who is dead right now. But like I can kill, but I really don't know if. Have you killed the cheerleader yet? cheerleader. I don't know what her name is. Hayden Patinere or whatever. I have not. The one from the, the lady from Heroes. Oh, the cheerleader. That, that hurt. Claire? No, I That's have, her. Yes, it's Claire. Yeah, I have not gotten the chance for her to die What yet. about Ward? Ward. The, he, he's in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. He's the main Oh, no, dude. no. I have not gotten him What's killed. his name in that game? No. I don't know. I got the the one jock guy with the, like, the... The... I, yeah, I screwed up. He's got the sports coat on. Yeah, right? yeah. He's got the varsity jacket. Yeah. I, I He died. I was like, uh, do I want to do this one thing? And I said, no, I won't do it. And he died. So, yeah. So there's other things I did, too. So I'm having fun because I just like, like, how much of a, like, an idiot can I be? Hmm. And, uh, I, you can kill a lot of people in that game. Like, you can just be, like, a horrible human being and just see what you can mess with and just watch people drop, like, flies. Have you beat that game yet? No, Until Dawn. I'm no. wondering, if, do you get a chance to, like, attack the psychiatrist? Can I you go d- after him? Does he try to kill you? Is there any type of twist? I the don't, game's old. Until Dawn came out, like, I don't, 2018 I, I, or I have never played it. I watched my one friend play a little bit, so and then she told me again, like, she's like, uh, you know, if you're going to get that sale, buy two, get one free from there. You know, Until Dawn's not a bad game to pick up and play. You yeah. know, I was like, okay, so I'll give it a try. I've got it installed on my PS4. So I just was talking to her, and she, we were just playing it, and again, she looked at me, and she's like, what are you doing? I was <laughs> like... I'm doing it this way. She goes, why? Because I don't like the... I don't usually play the game like this way. So I'm... I hardly ever play games evil or try to do the most dumbest things. I kind of... I just want to see how it happens kind of situation. Did you ever go full dark side in KOTOR? No. No? No, it's so hard. It really is. Mm. It's like so hard to beat pure evil. I mean, Renegade and Mass Effect's not necessarily evil. You're just an ass. Uh... (laughs) Yes and no. There are some things in, like, Renegade, you you are just a huge dick. You're not, like you said before, you're not really, like... The council could kiss my my ass. ass. Or my favorite, I'll scream if you you don't give me the... If you don't do this with that that, that one space gang, and I just pushed him off the freaking building. Space gang? 
when you were, when you play Mass Effect Two, you oh, I never you, played that. Okay, you know, yeah, again, a, that might be something I play in twenty twenty four. My backlog yeah. is huge. No, I played a few things because like a lot of my friends were just like talking about like. Um, like a bunch of my Destiny clanmates were all just like playing Destiny and we're just like you know like how's Outriders doing and then Anthem and I was like well shit I'll give it a try and hop on and take a look and I see. hear Outriders is dead oh dude Outriders is dead like I'd like to go back and play it but I, I hear that game is dead I think Outriders was a fantastic game but again Square focused you know too much on other stuff and not enough love on that one because when it first came out it was really good People were having fun with uh, aside the, from the server issues. Well, yeah, but I mean like that. But per se, like it launched, people were excited yeah. for it. And then I also just for kicks and giggles, I hopped on Anthem just to see how many people were playing. Mm. Holy crap! Like I, I always get Anthem mixed up with Apex because they both start with A. Yeah, they know. Anthem is that one that like when we all is, is Anthem the game with Pathfinder, the robot. Oh, the one like the character Pathfinder. I don't think is that anthem or is that like paladins maybe or something i don't know i don't know all i know is that like there's like four mechs that you oh. can wear like the ones like the standard like almost like iron man kind of like assault trooper mech mm. then there's the big mech and then there's like little blades and then there's like the one that's like the storm caller oh i use the storm caller one because you know like you can use elements and it's pretty freaking darn cool and you have a cape how's titanfall 2 doing is that Still have a community? I know that, like, a lot of people talk about it and still, like, have fun playing, but I think someone did something to it which ruined the community for a while. Oh. Someone, like, a bunch of hackers screwed things over. Ah, okay. Um, I will say this right now. Titanfall 2 is still in my top five for best shooters. I have it. I just never now, beat the I game. Think Titanfall- How long of a campaign is that? It's about, like, eight hours. Oh, it's, and it's But it's a fantastic eight hours. I mean, I only played maybe an hour of it, and then I moved on to something else. It is, it's just treat Titanfall 2 like if it's Portal slash, you know, Call of Duty had a love child, and they're... <laughs> I almost bought, uh, not Infinity Ward, Infinity War, Infinite Warfare? They had it on sale for like five bucks, and I passed Infinite on Infinite Warfare is, in my opinion... Just for the campaign, I was going to play it. Yeah. In my opinion, it's not the worst, but it's in like the bottom of is the campaign really that bad? The campaign had so much potential, and they they really dropped the ball on it, in my opinion. Because oh, I've I've said for years, if we they all bring were Call like, of Duty so, the future. I'll play it. Well, because we're all like excited because like the expanse was being the show expanse. I think came out or like it was supposed to come out, and they were talking about oh you're gonna have all these cool space battles out in space. You know, like mm. the best mission still <laughs> for Infinite Warfare is the moon base. Where you're retaking the moon base, yeah. and you can shoot the windows, and like they'll seal shut slowly, but you'll see people just fly out, and uh, then one of your characters gets launched in the air, and then Ethan the robot's pretty cool too. You can get hmm. that new skin for one of your characters on the war zone and be the Ethan, which is pretty cool. What's the name of the robot in Titanfall? BT. Which one is 2B? Tubi? Isn't there one called Tubi that or something? Is, that's, near. That's near. near. That's what it is, okay. Yeah. No, um, Titanfall 2 is still, like, it's in my top five of, mm. like, favorite games of all times. It is. Interesting. I played the crap out of it. I remember playing so much multiplayer with it. I remember just playing the story campaign over and over and over again. And it's really rare for, like, an FPS to, like, campaign to really hook you. There's only been a few. Again, Call of Duty, Modern Warfare, the first one. Frontline's Fuel of War. 
I'm replaying I that right now, actually. Yeah, I, I straight up am replaying it. And man, you know what? It's kind of uncomfortable. It hmm. really freaking is. I, I played it. When did that game come out? 2010? I think or something. so. It I had was something hard, like that. It was I, something like that. I had a disc copy of it that I got rid of two years Oh, I remember because I own it on the 360. Yeah. I'm, no, I mean for PC, but my PC oh, yeah, but no longer has though, a disc I, I owned drive, it so. for the 360. Oh. But no, I just stood here going like, wow, dude. It's like all this conflict of oil and all this other stuff is going down. It's like, man, dude. And then like we're creeping towards like uncomfortableness with Russia right now. And it's like, it, does it have anything in the in the um, game about like food shortages and stuff? Oh yeah, there's food. That too. Oh yeah, yeah, there's food shortages in situation. It, it was actually really uncomfortable. Interesting. You should give it a shot again. I I'd I, have to buy it. I don't know where to buy it. Steam. Is it on Steam? Is it cheap? Um, I I think I got it for three bucks. Type really? it in. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to. Just hit add to cart right now, and then you can just hit search. Which, then. which one do you want? The complete edition? Yeah, give me the complete edition. It's five it's bucks. An, it's an extra dollar. Screw it. Then type in Frontline Fuel of War. How much is it? Five dollars. It's not a bad price there, Josh. Five bucks. Pretty decent. Yeah, it is really decent. Because, like, I just stood here and I was like, man, dude, it's like, my one friend was talking about that game, and I was like, screw it, I'll give it a chance and play it. Because it was actually not a bad FPS. But see, my problem, because I don't think I mentioned, aside from my Guild Wars rant, which I was playing a little bit, I'm currently attempting to get through Jedi Fallen Order before the new one comes out. Which I get it. Plus I have Crisis Core to play through and Final Fantasy VII Remake before that new game comes out. I have like three huge oh, games. We're not going to see Final Fantasy for a very long time, so you you huh? have plenty of time. Final Fantasy VII was supposed to come out at the end of the year. Final Fantasy VII Part Two is supposed to be uh, the end of the year. Have you met Square to be on time? Uh, exactly. I thought I could have swore they said there was a uh, end of the year release. Date. I would love that to happen. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't. I would love that to happen, but I don't see it happening sometimes because remember Final Fantasy 15. How many times that was supposed to get launched? 16 is coming out, and that's why I'm kind of feeling they're not going to try to steal 16's thunder away. In my opinion, they're not going to try to steal that away. Yeah, but 16 comes out in the summer. It's releasing in June. Yeah, I know, but it's still going to be in a. a uh, PlayStation 5 exclusive sure. to my knowledge so we'll see what happens I don't know I, I yeah my backlog's stupid I don't need to buy anything <laughs> right now <laughs> again this is the year of single player games for me um but yeah but, but aside from the Guild Wars thing I'm trying to get through uh Jedi Fallen Order and I was playing what the hell did I blow? oh I bought a physical copy of Gotham Knights on PS5 for like 40 bucks I played again a little bit more of that I really like it yeah I, I jumped into it just to just to check the I like playing Robin. I really do. I think Robin I think as. I think Robin's my favorite character so far right now. His traversal is just weird. His movement ability is just odd. Yeah, that I will say that one thing that you you do. Well, so does the Red Hood watching him bounce in the air. I, 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 the bounce thing doesn't bother me. Robin's just the way that Robin moves. It's not as easy as just oh, jump off this building and glide like Batgirl. Is he Damian Robin or I don't remember. I don't remember. No. Is it Todd? Tim Drake. Okay. Is his name Ty or is that Nightwing? No, that's Dick. Dick Grayson. So maybe, maybe it's it's Todd something for okay. Robin. Maybe all I know I is I, I as know. a joke I will send my friends who are girls like here's an unsolicited dick pic and it's <laughs> Dick Grayson oh. and they all laugh hysterically. I, I wish they would give you Batman DLC though because they have they've got his freaking model in the game no i agree why not let you play as him as like a, a bonus dlc or something i mean who knows i mean like you don't know what's gonna happen with the other games like 
They could even, like, do another Gotham Knights and add, like, Batwoman and all this other crap. I don't know if they're going to. You don't think so? It seems like this game's got such bad reception when it first launched that I don't think they will. Okay. I like the game. I still stand by it. It's in my top five of last year. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. I think it was a good game. I just played so many other games that, like, so many games fell underneath the cracks, like Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Yeah, I need to finish that. Kirby. Tiny Tina's Wonderland has the biggest problem where it's more fun to play with friends and sure. play by yourself. Yep. And I was playing by myself, and guess what happened? I was like, uh, I'm kind of you know bored. Yeah. I'm not. I'm, ha- I'm having fun, but I'm frustrated, and yep. I want to play with friends, and I can't. So yep. therefore, I'm done. Again, Borderlands one of the biggest thing is playing with up to four players. Yeah. So it's kind of like. You gotta do something. Yeah, and there was, like, uh... I've got other games from, like, way long ago. Like, on the Nintendo Switch alone, I've got, uh... Not Ocarina of Time. The, the Zelda Breath of the Wild and Mario Odyssey that I've barely even oh, touched. Oh, no, yeah. I got so many... I, I still have to finish Pokemon, for God's and sake. And I need to start Pokemon Violet. <laughs> yeah. And I, I I promised a bunch of my friends about, like, a Mario Kart and tournament. And Remnant from the Ashes. Yeah. Well, I got... Like, all I, these games, man. Yeah, I have... I promised Too my one games. friend about, like... Hey, I bought a bunch of games. I'm going to start focusing on them. I bought the Black Clover anime game. You know, like, that's one of my biggest discussions. I'm going to play a few anime games, like the One Piece World Seeker and all these other things, and I just want to have a nice little discussion about anime-themed style games, because... Tell me in advance way before you do that, because I might buy the Steinsgate game, because okay. there's a game for Steinsgate that I might check out. Really? Yep. Okay. Because I play Gungrave, too. That That is right. That is, that is mediocre. Yeah, Gungrave Gorse sucks. I played that. It's, it is so... Uh, it, it, it feels like an early PS2 game. Yeah. It very really repetitive. does. Very, very repetitive. Not... I don't like it. It's not... Yeah, it's not fun. No, I'm just hoping for, like... I got, like, this huge catalog, so I gotta beat some games. I gotta do that. What's your backlog look like? Yeah, how I bad is... I Vengeance. So, Moonlighter was one I was bought for Christmas. Tunic was one I was bought for Christmas. I'm about 70 way through percent Tunic. I'm going to beat that. I'm probably then going to go to Sonic Frontiers. I got Nier bought for me. Uh, I think I just Which one of Nier? Uh, the one that was on Steam that it just released. The, the Rep- Rep- Replicant? Replicant, thank you. I really love that one. I don't care. I actually do love the soundtrack Anybody for Anybody play both. Code Vein? No. 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 It's on I Game think, Pass. I think I own Code Vein. Yeah, it's on Game Pass. No, it's leaving. Oh. That's why I bought the copy and just got it. But yeah, I want to beat Sonic Frontiers. Uh, Bayonetta 3, I'm probably going to go back and buy. We'll see. I got that one too. I got to beat. Yeah, but we'll see about that one. That's basically my big backlog right now in my foreseeable future. Because uh, I think the only big game that I have coming out soon is the Harry Potter. I'm still getting Forspoken. You are. Since I, I'm not gonna have that game, I think Amazon said. Estimated. Everyone says the same thing about it. Like, dude, we, the magic is just like crazy, and we love it. Yeah. The, everyone's complaint is the hourglass kind of thing. Oh, well, they, they're fixing that. They are gonna they, fix they it. They tweeted and said they've actually increased the text size. Okay, and then the um, every, sometimes some of the dialogue just sounds like just one one and done. You're done. Yeah, just I don't, I don't know about that. I, so I don't know I mean, about the dialogue stuff, but I'm still getting that. I've got Harry Potter still. I've got Jedi Survivor, Diablo, I, Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, oh, I, Spider-Man I, is coming out. That's right. September. Yeah. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. I've got I've got a bunch of games coming out, but there's also games that I haven't even touched that I've had for years that I want to play. 
Oh yeah. Darksiders Genesis, Darksiders 3. I've never played either of those. I'm just hoping that the rumors that I was hearing from this one guy I follow on YouTube that there is a full remastered of Soul Reaver happening. There was rumors that they were going to do it and they were on board with it. And then hmm. it's been quiet now. Hmm. And I'm kind of like just staying here going like, please, 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 please release that again because man that story of soul reaver is just so i think i got stuck on the puzzles too easily in that game well soul reaver those games are like heavy puzzle games oh it's very heavily puzzle man and the biggest problem is like almost every single game that i remember like certain times like soul reaver was called the the legend of zelda killer and it wasn't kind of like how anthem and all these other shooters that were supposed to be the destiny killer you know, like you could. Yeah, talk- wasn't wasn't resistance labeled as the no? It was Killzone was the Halo killer. It was Killzone, killer. dude. Yeah. yeah, Killzone was the Halo killer for right. PlayStation Two, and then um, what was it? Oh, there was a few other shoot- Saints Row is gonna kill GTA. I don't know. <laughs> what was it? The Conduit for the Wii. Yeah, that was supposed to be like the shooter for the Wii. That's you know that made the Halo look like a joke. But then, huh, you know, oh god. Huh. I think that one the bot one of the people that talked to you was Kevin Sorbo. From Hercules and Andromeda? Yeah. Huh. He was in there. I think he was like one of the, like the like your little like HUD person talking to you. Huh. I don't know, I just what the hell's Valve up to these days? What are they doing for nothing. games? Anything? Dude, Dota. Oh. That's all it is. That's, that's Valve? Yes, you didn't know that? Yeah, Dota 2. Yeah, Dota 2 is like is Valve. Huh. Why would you need to make games when people are still playing CSGO and trading skins for high cash money and all these other things? Oh, they got the Steam Deck going for them, too. And that, well, that, too. And I'm not going to lie. I was looking at Steam Deck videos and was kind of tempted to buy one, but I don't know what the hell I'd do with that thing. I would honestly play all my old backlog games on there. I got a ton of stuff I could play on it. It's just I don't go anywhere enough to where I need a portable system like that. No, I know. Like, why? Well, I barely every even single, use my Every system. single person I know that has a portable system is because they take a train. I mean, I take a bus, but my bus ride's literally like 10 minutes. Oh, no, no, his his train ride's about 30 minutes oh. from where he's at. Yeah. See, it's my, a 30-minute train ride. If I take ride. a bus from here to work and back, it's like less than 10 minutes. Yeah, so, I mean, that's just... And I have a that, switch with a billion games, yeah, so... Yeah, that's eh. the one thing that I just want happening to come out is just... Just something that the Soul Remake, Soul Reaver Soul Remake, having happen. But you wouldn't want like the Legacy of Kane, like Blood Omen or anything like that to come. Out? I would really, I really love Soul Reaver One for its storytelling and how creative the bosses were. Because mm. each, again, each boss was you know was one of his brothers that were churned by Kane, and each one was unique and different. Weren't they all like lieutenants or something? They were like, yeah, his underlings. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, one literally had the least amount of blood, and so, like, his entire vampire clan would constantly, their skin would break apart, so they they would have to skin people. Huh. And to wear their skin, and he became a Cronenberg. Just like, like, the new flesh just constantly be attached to him. One found immunity to water because his entire like territory that he had was covered in water constantly mm. where humanity resisted left and right so he adapted and got gills and he was able to swim in the water yeah there was all these cool things going down and i just it was a fantastic story and, and with great voice acting for that time like even so many other people that played that game still kind of go, "Wow, that story and voice acting was ahead of its time for that early PS2 game." Well, play even sorry, late PlayStation also. 
And then did you guys hear that they finally showed off the cast for Drum Five Nights roll. at Freddy? Oh, garbage. It's what? still not even that. Well, what? let's say 18 bucks. Maybe I'll buy it. What's that? Vampire the Masquerade Swan Song for PS5 apparently brand new is $18. Yeah, I heard mixed were like really I bad. I might re- check that out. Yeah. And then you did hear about the Friend Nights of Freddy movies, correct? No. The cast has been picked. Nicolas Cage. William Afton is the guy who, um, what's his face? He's the one who played the live action version of Scooby, of Shaggy from Scooby-Doo. Uh, Matthew Lillard? He the guy is from going, 13 Ghosts? Yes, he is going to be playing as the villain William Afton. Hmm. And I, and I huh. hate to say it, at first I was like, wait a second, I don't know about this. And then my friend made me watch Scream 1 again, and I just did this. I was like, I take that back. Yeah, I think he could do it. He could play a villain. Weren't they making, I heard rumors somebody was going to be making an Elden Ring movie or a show? I think they were going to, like, there was talks about they wanted to do a show. Oh. But I don't see that. <sighs> I mean, it's going to be a long time before that's done. Exactly. That is the situation right now. And you're right, it was Amazon that did get the God of War series. Yeah. So... Let's let's see what I'm happens. very cynical when it comes to that shit. Well, they screwed up rings of power. I'm very cynical <laughs> of a lot of things. Willow sucks. I'm sorry, it really does. Um, we had what is it? The Wheels of Time. I wasn't impressed with that. I didn't stick with it. I mean, I, only, I legitimately gave it a shot the second time around. Made it like six episodes in. I was like, the eh. only series that I know that when Amazon took control of, but again, a lot of people from sci-fi worked on it. The first season, the first two seasons, was The Expanse. The, oh. the season of The Expanse was fantastic. Like how it ended. I don't even. Do I have a favorite Amazon show? I don't even know if I do. It was The Expanse for me. I really right, loved it. Did, did Amazon, is the is Tales from the Loop exclusive to Amazon? I have no idea, actually. That's really good. I like Upload. Upload's pretty good. Yeah. I don't know. I know. I'm just trying to think if there's like anything. Isn't that Avatar game coming out soon, too? Barf. The I, last I, one I, was I played so... played that first one, that first Avatar, Avatar game when? from like 2009 was a piece of shit. Wasn't like you got, to pick, you, you got to pick your faction, which between the, it was the Navi and the, the whatever the dude. Yeah, that that game. Sucked. Sorry, robot mechs went every time. I freaking sorry. Hate that. But Did robot. anybody see the Avatar movie? No, no. no? I, no. I won't watch it. I don't. I am actually this close of del- um, canceling Disney Plus. I'm there. I'm there. I have this for my niece when she comes to mom and dad's house. Disney Plus is for that. Okay. And now, tell you what, when if if we're still living in the same spot, when Obi Wan season two comes out, I will get Disney Plus. I want to see Obi Wan season. Oh no, two. no no no! I'll rebuy it for Mandalorian and, and, and Disney Mandal- Plus. Mandalorian happens in March, correct? Yes. Because I, I was watching Star Wars Theory. I think he said there's like two big Star Wars projects happening yeah. very soon. Yeah, I know. And then my one big friend too. Also, he listened to the podcast and he goes, "I cannot believe that Call of Duty Modern Warfare Two was not on your top ten list." your top five list and I go it wasn't because there were so many things that took it away from greatness I really hate that car chase scene level I hate mm. that level it's where you're in the desert area I think in Ubekistan or um, something like that I believe and you're literally jumping the vehicle to vehicle and ever so often if they bumped you your car would flip or their car would flip and then you're like ah, I got nowhere to go cool I'm dead and then just huh. restart and on the hardest difficulty it is like, it turns into speed. If this bus stop or gets yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, power. seriously, straight up. <sighs> it was like, oh. wait, no, that's Nicholas Cage. Wait, whoa, whoa, dude. I'm an FBI. No, no, no I want to say, where's my car? And it's turning into freaking Ashton Kutcher. Yeah, yeah, but 
that's all I really have. Like the like. Yeah, the we, play. I'm actually surprised this podcast went as long as it did. I know. There's not that much to talk about, but there is. Well, I mean, I there know. there really is because again, Andrew and we're all playing a backlog of games like we want to finish, and that's something that I'm kind of like, this is the time. See, and I would have talked about Jedi Fallen Order this week because of tech. Theoretically, I would have played a hell of a lot more, but I. So, two, it was yesterday? Yesterday, I got into a Guild Wars, like, a gigantic match. I was in Shields Discord playing for, like, five hours, had a ton of fun, and then I woke up this morning, and I was like, today's the day. It's the first, well, it's the second, but I thought it was the first. And I was today's like, it's the, the first. Oh, it was the first. So, I was like, yeah, today's the first. I'm going to delete this freaking game, and I played a little bit, and then arguing started, and I was like, this is it. No, I think I'm that's done. the best. I, think I have it. one character left and like a little bit of materials in my my storage. I'm gonna ditch those materials and I'm out. I don't blame you, dude. I honestly don't blame you on that front. You know, no more Guild Wars. You will Especially never hear that shit to, from me when again. you're trying to be nice and yeah. then like the community instead of like saying thank you, this is awesome. You know, we're gonna call you shit. Yeah, and I'm like, wait, what? You know, it's like this guy's shit. quitting because he's a loser. It's like. No, it's like, it just makes me want to it's freaking like strangle so people. Many, like the biggest problem that right now that I'm noticing is the older I get is there's so many great RPGs. There yeah. are so many great games. Dude, I want to go back and I know get blasted because of a bear cyberpunk. I still want to play that game. I need I, to beat it. They fixed it. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, I want like, to go through legitimately beat this game. I don't have the problems as everyone else. You know, like, that game's a 200-hour RPG. I want to play the easily. hell out of it. Easily. Yeah. And it's, the world's beautiful now. Starfield, I want to get into that when that comes out. That's going to be gigantic, even though Force Gaming just did like a, th- a retrospective on it, and he's saying that the game looks janky as fuck. Well, you know, just off speculation, you know who makes seen. it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right. Okay, uh, why is everyone shocked and surprised anymore? Because it's unacceptable. Look <laughs> at Fallout New Vegas when it first came out, True. all the bugs, okay? Yeah. Again, I literally ha- could not do this one quest sometimes and had to, like, figure just not do the quest for a I while mean, until an update came out do i mean i guess kotor 2 did but the, the, the were the mass effect games janky was jade empire screwed um, up the like, only did, mass effect game that i know that was messed up there was times like, do, does bioware release janky games oh andromeda oh yeah andromeda was about that like one. again i had huge arguments with my one friend faith because i became really good friends with her and she was playing it, and I, I looked at her. I was like, I don't think you understand. She goes, I don't understand why people are bashing this game. And I go, you didn't play when it came out. Mm. She goes, no, I did not. How about uh, the Final Fantasy games? Or does Square have, like, a certain level of polish to their stuff? Or, like, Kingdom Hearts? Are they janky? No, they have a polish. They really, I, in uh. my, if you want to say one thing, the story sometimes in these the Kingdom Hearts game is absolutely convoluted and stupid, but man, it's a pretty darn... I heard game. there's time travel in that game. Yes, and but the game runs good, and hmm. I think graphically, I don't ever remember having a bug that like broke the game for me. Hmm. Andromeda, dear God, did I have bugs. There was one time in Mass Effect 1, I'm not going to lie, I got hit, stuck in a rock. Hmm. And I kept on trying my best to get out of it. Couldn't. Had to restart. And I didn't save for a very long time. So I kind of was just like, it's what it is. Yeah. Andromeda, I remember getting hit in a grenade in the beginning part of the game. The beginning part of the game. Hmm. And my pistol barrel was pointed at me. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. And the butt was shooting out lasers. Right. And that lasted the entire time I played. And you said the one lady pooped her pants or something? Oh, my character, when I picked a female character, and she just was running around, because I made my own character. She ran around looking like she had a diaper on? She looked like my, like, um, 
what is it uh my when my niece was like two running around the house saying she you know she, with you know a diet into changeable diaper things you know hmm. the training pants and she pooped her pants kind of situation that's what it was yeah like she ran around like <sighs> yeah and I was just like, this is, I'm done. I was like, I, I can't justify this. But now like, I'm actually playing it because she wanted me to. And I, I had to send her sh- shit. I had to show her how bad it was mm. of all the problems. But that, now they patched the hell out of it. And it they patched good. the hell out of it. But the problem mm. was that it did so much damage that no one wanted to go back Does to. Does that game have DLC? Is there a game of the no. year edition of that? No, there was supposed to be DLC. But for how bad that that game tanked. Yeah. There was no way they were, they were going to have DLC. Oh. Huh. Like, Anthem was supposed to have a shit ton of DLC. Mm. That did not happen. There was all this talk about pirates. There was all this talk about you were going to battle pirates. You are going to do all this stuff, and it never happened. Yeah. No, I, ju- I just... I don't know why it popped into my head, but I need to also finish Spider-Man on PS4 because Spider-Man 2 is coming out this year so that's another game I need to finish I thought you did no I never beat that game that okay. combat in that game was legitimately tough oh no I heard it like it hurts I'm like, good at Spider-Man games I beat 1, 2, 3 Web of Shadows uh, Friend or Foe I, I actually suck at the combat in the Insomniac okay. one no, but I, mean, I need to play that again but no like there are so many things that I looked at myself and like I, I gotta play these games yeah. I got like they're they're just sitting on my shelf Yeah. I will not lie, I did cave in, and I bought that one four-player co-op, uh, what is it, Deathwing, I think it's called? Oh. Th- the Warhammer 40k series? Sure. It's pretty much like a Left 4 Dead war, where you're a space marine going through the space station, battling all these other aliens that infiltrated your area. Hmm. And I'm doing that just because Henry Cavill, the one who played The yeah. Witcher, a.k.a. Superman, he is working on with Amazon, and he has full control of it. Good. Full control. This man loves the lore, and he loves 40K, so I can just see nothing but good things coming our way. So... I'm actually wondering... Is there any, like, prominent, like, super fan of Star Wars that we could put in charge over at Lucasfilm to make sure they don't fuck up those movies. I, you want me to right like, now? Like, what, what, what I celebrity, think, I what think famous they, celebrity loves Star Wars and would actually well, be a good... Well, there's been a lot of celebrities who've done a fantastic job filming The Mandalorian. Oh. What's her face? I can't remember her, the actress. She starred in Jurassic Park. She was, the like, the aunt, the red hair, the chick with the red hair. All, all I remember is Jeff Goldblum. Okay, but, well, that the newest ones. I don't remember that show. Okay. That, that movie. Okay, well, she... Jurassic dir- World? Is that the last yeah, one? Yeah, she directed two, I think, two episodes. No, she did a phenomenal job with the writing that episode with when you have to actually get to meet Bo-Katan and her owls. Huh. Her, her group of, like, Mandalorian soldiers. Huh. Yeah, it was fantastic, but the um, the two people, the one guy who works on the clone... The May- who, What's who, his name? Pedro Pascal? I believe so. Don't quote me on that. Is he an actor or is he like a producer? What? He's, the produ- he? He's a producer and okay. he should. He should be in charge of the Star Wars universe, not What's-Her-Face. What's I know who we could get to. I, I don't know about actor, but they're Star Wars theory. He'd be the dude that runs that channel. be the perfect guy to take over Star Wars. That guy's like a super Star Wars man. Yeah, but what I'm just saying, though, is like I anyway. don't. I like the Mandalorian. The Book of Boba Fett started out so weak, but then got good. Like a bantha. Like a bantha. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, so how how does uh, is it? It's not Deathwing. Chaos Marine. How does that game play? Is that all me- melee? K- 
Chaos Marine. Is it, is it Chaos Marine? Is it's, a, it's a third-person hack and slash. There will be shooting. Ah, you oh, will there have will guns. Be okay. You will have guns. You can have like the sword, which is a chain blade, which is a, a chainsaw, mm-hmm. warhammer thing situation, and ah. several other weapons that's in the 40k universe. If you have not touched the last one, I think is that the, one on Steam? Can you type that up? The only uh, Warhammer game that I've ever played is Martyr, Inquisitor, the game that plays like Diablo. Yeah, type in 40k Uh, Space Marines, please, for me. I honestly love that game because I remember talking about it. A lot of people hated it because it was super linear. I didn't. I I love the 40k universe, so I love reading those books. Is it on here? $14.99. Is that it? Anniversary edition? Add it to my cart. Go up, click it. It's seventy five percent off. Yeah, I might. Click I'm, it. I might pick click that up. It. It's seventy five percent off. Because I'm playing the. I'm. I, I have three Warhammer games, and I will power through and play them. And I do want to talk about. And them. the one that you bought over the summer was Deathwing. Is that? No, the Deathwing is the four player co op one. What's the one that you were playing over the summer? I can't remember what it's called. I don't know if it's on Steam. I can't find it. Oh, okay. But it's the first person where you play. Or you're playing part of a faction group, and the one of the like. I just like the way that the world looked in that game. That's why I bought it. It looks so cool. I love that. Anyway, um, this podcast is pretty long. Oh, yes. It's already going. We'll call it. Yeah, 127. So we're going to be. Let's just call it quickly here. We're going to be about 100 100 minutes So now let's just say now I'm going to start playing the Warhammer game and finishing it. What about you, Josh? What game are you going to try to play and finish? Fallen Order. Fallen Order. Andrew? Snookums, what are you going to play? Sonic Frontiers. Frontiers? What if Sonic had a southern accent like this? Who? I'm going to go fast. Would he have a confederate? <laughs> would he have a confederate flag? Uh, probably not. Uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm imagining... Do you know who Jimmy what? Buffett is? No, I'm talking about so- Sonic Southern Sonic, okay? Do not you know who Jimmy Sonic. Buffett is? Yes. Imagine him singing the Sonic... Uh, Sonic song. Gotta go fast. Gotta go, go faster, fast. faster. Faster, faster, faster. Sonic X. <laughs> that was, yeah. I, I will say one thing right now. You can bash me and you can point a gun at my head and want me dead. But I oh, love God. the One Piece Season 1 soundtrack. The, oh, from Four Kids? Yes. Uh, okay. Shut up. I love it. I, I love it on the same level that I love uh, a lot of Will Smith's rap for like TV shows. It's not good. It's just catchy. Because it's of, so damn catchy. But, but what not, is this? Because we're, we're going to go out on whatever you talking about oh oh it's the one piece intro for uh, season kids. one for four, four, kids. Kids. for four kids it's so good it's so bad but it's so good but it's so good because it's so bad yeah huh. i love it, it i it, love it the, i'm sorry gun to my head i love it yeah i love it because it's so bad god you ever seen that what's that one movie rapunzel where the guy's like surrounded with blades and my one friend took a post you in the one piece community yeah. liking the intro for season one of this i was like yeah. i Dude, I still stand by it, man. Yeah, no, no huh. I, I will never say that the four kids dub is good at all because it's fucking awful. It's embarrassing. And, and, and the four kids, like, just, like out of every anime they could have chose to put on four kids, they chose that one that has some of the most suggest- suggestive content. Slavery. It has, uh, yeah, it has all genocide. The, yes, it has all these just like really mature topics around it. It's like out of all the animes you could have chose to localize for kids, you chose. This one, yeah, One Piece is actually the reason. No, thanks to Four Kids is the biggest reason why One Piece did not really take off in the U.S. Oh, but it's got a huge ass fan base. It's still huge. Twenty five years it's been going, and he just does this. Things are about to get serious. Wait, Roger, who was king of the yes, this is what this yes. is. Yes, yes. Yeah. streams. <laughs> God, 
shut up. It's amazing. <laughs> I think I might have put this in the podcast for a, a, a song, like a, yeah. a like a break I, or something. I'm just saying that that is honest to God truth. Like, I love it. Gun to my head. It's I, so cheesy. I, but it's so good. But I got to say I love it for the same way. I guess I'd say way that I love, like, Fresh Ben's Bella opener. Ah. Oh, dude, yeah. I can agree with that one. I got one little fight. My mama got sad. She said, don't go in my fucking closet. <laughs> what? <laughs> That's not how that song goes. <laughs> oh, it does now. <laughs> there was a shit post on YouTube. Yeah, oh. there, there's a bunch of things. You know the guy who yells at cats? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was yeah. That was where the quote comes from. I don't, see. Don't go in my yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. closet. Yeah. <laughs> I see. <laughs> But yeah, I was gonna say, that, that is not the lyrics to that song. But yes, like One Piece, the intro for season one, taking us out, yep. please. Yeah, please do. All right. Bye bye, everyone. Like Andrew said, get out of my fucking closet. <laughs> get out of my fucking closet. Spider Robo. How did that happen? Yo ho ho, he took a bite of gum gum. His name's alone, just like a samurai and a LADY. Nami's not shy. Usopp's doing that marksman thing. Sanji's cooking. Chopper's doctoring. Dido, Dido, ho ho, set sail for one 